Well, I just want to, for a few minutes, just think about that reading that we heard, all about those wise men. How many were there? Three. Well, we think there were three. We don't know. The Bible doesn't actually say how many, but we think there were three because there were three different gifts. And so you can kind of work that out. I think maybe they were. They were called Magi, they're called in the Bible. They're they're kind of mysterious men from Persia. That's from Iran, hundreds of miles away from Jerusalem. And they arrive. They're scientists. They study the stars, but they're philosophers. They try and work out the meaning of life and stuff. And they come to Jerusalem, and they're looking for a king. Where's the king, they say? We're looking for one. We're looking for the king of the Jews because we've seen something in the sky. Now, what could they have seen in the sky? Could have been a star, I suppose. More likely, it was uh, the way the planets are lined up. So in 7, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, in 7 BC, uh, Jupiter and Saturn were very close together and so would have appeared quite brightly in the sky. And you can wind back through astronomical history and stuff and discover that. Could have been that that they saw. Or in 3 BC, uh, Venus and Jupiter were very close together. And, you know, without, you know, streetlights and stuff, you know, the stars can be really bright in that part of the world. And when two planets like that are together or close by, they make a special, uh, make quite a sight. Anyway, the wise men, they thought that that meant that there was a king being born and they figured it all out. They thought they'd come to Jerusalem to find out. Why do they go? Well, they're curious. They say they want to worship, it said in the translation that we had, and that is the word that's used for worship. Uh, it's also used to, to pay respects or to honor or to, to bring homage, some versions say. So they were kind of arrived in Jerusalem saying, we want to do the right thing. We hear there's a king here. We'd like to come and pay our respects because we think he's going to be a pretty good king if he's got this thing in the sky and we figured this out for ourselves kind of stuff. So that may be what they're doing. That word worship, actually, or honor or homage, is the same word used in, the, in Matthew's gospel when people worship Jesus or worship God. You can only tell from the context, which it's kind of how you translate it. So there they are. They're different, aren't they, to Joseph and Mary? We were thinking about Joseph in the carol service. You know, it was full on for them right from the beginning. For these guys, these mysterious ones, they start much further back. There's nothing kind of big happening in their lives. It was just something they saw and they thought, oh, I wonder what that is. And they decided to go and find out. And they come wanting to do the right thing. They come with curiosity. And when they get to Jerusalem, they cause trouble, it says. They didn't want to cause trouble. They didn't think that would happen. But there's already a king there. His name is Herod. He's actually not a king. He's been put there by the Romans to keep the, uh, the, the Jewish people quiet during um, the the occupation he's not a proper king at all and he knows that so when he hears that uh, there's some some guys have turned up having seen a star uh, and they're looking for a real king you can understand he's a bit concerned there's another one Mm, what about me he may be thinking and that's why it's disturbed everyone in Jerusalem knew the promises that God would send a king and that king would be for all the nations not just Israel So they look up the scriptures and they discovered it's Bethlehem, these ancient prophecies, and they say you can go and you can find out. The wise men discover more about the meaning. This is no ordinary king of the Jews. And as they head to to Bethlehem, something amazing happens. 
the star, this thing in the sky they'd seen, is again ahead of them. And it appears to stop in a certain place. Previously, they may have seen just a regular, kind of, or God used a regular astronomic event to kind of point them in the direction. Now, this is something different. This is a miracle. This is something quite unusual that happens. And this kind of thing can happen. And that's, uh, they're just amazed by it. Tell you a story. Um, I used to work with an organization that had people working in Nepal. There's a, there's a town in Nepal t- called Tansen. Uh, and near to Tansen, there's some villages. And once some of the Westerners heard that everyone in the village wanted to become a Christian. They said, why? They said, well, actually, we saw, we saw Jesus in the sky. And we've heard about him. We want to become a Christian. So these kind of things do happen. I know those people who told me that story. That's not something I got off the internet. It happened. So maybe that kind of event, but we don't know for sure. But they see that God is doing something. And when they see God doing something, they're overjoyed. They find the family. They find Jesus, who's probably uh, maybe about two years old by now. And they realize God is in it, and they worship. And they get so much more than they give, don't they? They see God's king. Were they ever the same again? I wonder whether they were. Have we got time for one minute of culture? T.S. Eliot wrote a poem called The Journey of the Magi. And he imagines one of them. And in the final verse, he writes this. He's told his story and he said, We return to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. Were they different? I think they were because they worshipped. They were overjoyed. They saw that God was in the place and something changed. Now what about us? Maybe some of us come out of curiosity. Some of us come because we're doing the right thing. We want to honor. You honor what you see of Jesus in your relatives or whatever. Or we want to just honor Jesus. It's Christmas Day. We might as well be here and that's good. It's a good thing to do. But like these three, there's more to discover, to find out what it means, discover that God is involved and that we can receive something from him that's described as joy, like the wise men overjoyed as they realize it. Where does all that joy come from? Joy from realizing it's true. Joy from realizing it's for me. And then opening up my life to Jesus, the king. See, we can move like those wise men did, from honor, from respect, from doing the right thing, to worship him, to knowing for ourselves. Finding him to be real, ready to come into our lives as we turn around and ask him. And that's what we need to do, ask him. It's a way to begin the journey. Start here, start by asking. Use the 10 minutes to do that. You want a little more, little bit more? There's something called try praying. It's on the right-hand side as you go out of the door. Pick up one of those. It'll give you something to, to kind of chew on as well. Because if this is true, then we need it, don't we? I think we do. Think about it. What more do you think God could do if this is true? What more could God do? Coming into our world to win us back to love us, to share in the mess that our world is in, to deal with it, 
and then to offer us the way home. Treating us with the freedom to refuse him, not forcing us, but inviting us to love him, to worship him, and to begin to be different as we live with him. It's amazing. If it's true, it's amazing, and we need it. And that's why we love Christmas. That's why I love Christmas anyway. It's an amazing thing that God has done. So enjoy the day. Enjoy the amazement. And enjoy what God has done. It picks up in our last uh, carol, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, kind of describes this amazing thing that God has done. Let's worship as we sing our closing song. Thanks. Stand and sing. Mm -hmm.